right. Got a good one today, folks. Uh, how's everybody doing? This is Adam, again, your host on The End with Adam. Um, I'm here in Los Angeles. I'm talking to um, another old friend. It's a lot of old friends on the show. Um, but uh, Olivia Wells. Uh, Olivia, how you doing? Hi, I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, so we both went to Loyola in New Orleans, yeah. but you're actually a New Orleans native. Like, you're a real New Orleans person. Am well, I right about that? Kind of. I mean, like, I like to say that, but I grew up in Kenner. I don't, you know, I don't know if that counts, but... Uh, yeah, I, get, I guess, like, to the, to the rest of the world, it absolutely counts, but I feel right. like, yeah, inside of Louisiana, yeah, probably doesn't count. Right. But, um, I mean, I'm right there. I've been right there my whole life. Like, I went to high school in the city, you know, obviously college, and um, I don't know, did my growing up there, so... Yeah. It d- depends who you talk to. Right. So, um, I, and this is the cool thing is that I actually haven't interviewed somebody yet who's really a native, like, uh, really, mm. like, grew up in Louisiana, because we're, all, you know, I'm a transplant. I'm from Maryland. All my friends were from Maryland. Like, you know, for us, it was just, it was like a four-year vacation, where it's like, for you, right. that's, that was actually where you live. Yeah. So, like, I'm curious, like, growing up, like, what were some of the things I feel like, like, or that you feel like kind of, like, inspired you or that you like the most about the city? Oh my God. It's funny that you even say that. Cause I look like, I don't even feel the same fondness that I feel like a lot of you guys, Loyola people like feel about new Orleans. I mean, I guess I do in some ways mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. certain parts of the city, but mm-hmm. I also got incredibly tired of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for you, like, what was the kind of ending chapters for New Orleans where you were just like, right, I'm I'm done with this? Like, what was it? Was it the speed cameras? Was it the 18th Mardi Gras? <laughs> like, what was it that just kind of ended it for you? I don't know. I, I think part of my, like, disinfatuation with the city was, like, I don't know. It seems like everyone just is so in love with it. And I just, mm. I just couldn't see it. I don't know. Like to me, it's got, yes, it's, it has charm. It has like plenty of like awesome places. Like I love walking magazine street, but I guess mm. when it comes to like the quarter and like certain pockets of like, I don't know, darkness yeah. and like yeah. crime yeah. and like smelliness and like <laughs> yeah. grime, I guess that everyone just embraces. And I don't know. Mm. Well, uh, yeah, and I want to be clear, like, I, on, on the podcast, we, we talk about New Orleans, like, as a place that we liked, but we had to get out of for our life, our life's uh-huh. sake, because, like, yeah. and that's kind of one of the things that I, like, is sort of an ongoing theme was sort of, like, my post-college, like, just descent into, like, madness and chaos and having to basically get out of New Orleans to get out of all of that. Um, but, you know, so, some of that was just a reflection of just me making bad decisions, but it was also like the city is set up to kill you. Like if you if you really wanted to like actually live there and party all the time, like it's sort of advertised to party and like do yeah. all the stuff and go to all the places and go to all the bars, you'll burn out like really I, fast. It's yeah. almost like everyone came to Loyola for that mm. reason from somewhere else because they were expecting like this grand adventure and this like super like for lack of a better word, like a glamorous, like mm-hmm. fun, like a trip. And mm-hmm. like 
I know. I, I feel like there were just so many people that like burnt out way too quickly. Yes. Like had had to move because they I don't know failed or or something. Oh yeah. Got, yeah, yeah. Like became like super heavily dependent on like substances. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> and, happened. Like, and like everyone had the you know mm-hmm. I guess I even I had my fun. Um. I mm-hmm. mean I. I started drinking like early and I don't know if that's a New Orleans thing. So like in high school. So I feel like in some ways maybe I got that out of my system before. I feel like that's the thing with locals is like, you guys are just not phased with like when I was there, cause Maryland is a, like a straight up police state. Like you can't get alcohol. It's super, super hard to like, you know, party or do any of the stuff that like you can just do in New Orleans, like with ease, like, especially yeah. as like a, a kid that's under 21, like, just the amount of shit that was available to me just walking down Broadway. I was like, you know, a kid in a candy store. Whereas like, I feel like because so many New Orleanians, cause you guys grew up around that, like you right. kind of know how to navigate it a little bit better. Like you're like, yeah, this isn't like, you know, this, this, <laughs> this is fun, but I'm not going to lose myself in it. And I feel like right. uh, locals can do that better. Whereas like, yeah, I mean our grade, our year in particular was bad with the dropouts and the drug mm-hmm. and the, you know, all that stuff. I mean, we were really, we came in at a very weird time. Um, and it was, I mean, it was kind of a weird time for like developmentally, I feel like for me and for a lot of people, like, you know, you go to an art school expecting yeah. like this instruction that's going to get you into like that thing that you've always wanted to do since you were 14. And like Loyola was a little bit different. At least I got a different experience. Not a totally bad one, but right. it wasn't like that art school experience that I was advertised. I mean, did you feel like you got like what you wanted out of Loyola when you were there? Uh, Well, I got a lot out of Loyola, but I also didn't feel like you're saying, like I didn't feel like I was at an art art school. Like I wanted Mm -hmm. to feel like I was in an art school. I guess what I got out of Loyola was like being able to take a range of courses that I was interested in, like even though they weren't part of my path. Right. And that was yeah. really cool. Like they had a lot of really cool courses, but yeah, it was more like they less so guided you and yeah. more so were like you can just make your own path and that's cool, but but if you like didn't quite mm. know there wasn't yeah. any like rubric to follow i mean there was but there wasn't i guess well i got straight up told by the dean of the english department like they have people that they pick that they know are going to be you know somewhat functional writers and they coach and mentor those people and everybody else they just grade their papers it's that simple like if you don't show the initiative like that you are actually trying to do do something like with that skill you won't like there's whole sections of like the English department you won't even like know about literally like I had like the the amount of stuff that I would like actually got access to just by asking about it is crazy Mm -hmm. but no 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 student does that because there's no place or meeting where we're told hey all these resources are available to you if you just ask us or all these you know mentorships or whatever you know it very much it very is like almost like a first come first serve thing and and it's almost kind of secretive too like there's yeah. certain things about Loyola I felt like were very like, unless you knew about it and you knew which professor to go to, you just weren't going to get that info. You remember you know? Dr. Shaberg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Shaberg. Like, I had this meeting with him one time when I was partially considering switching to like an English writing, mm-hmm. which I didn't do. 
But it was you so funny. Writer. Why not? I thought you were an English writer. I thought I thought you were an English major. I, well, I started off as an English major. Okay. And okay. then I never, and then I decided to just focus on the art, and then I got a minor in psychology, kind of at, instead. But I did take a lot of English classes. Is probably why you thought that. Because I, I feel like I had a class or two with you, right? Like so, at some I, point. I, I took like intro to creative writing. I can't remember that dude's name. Um, I took intro. fiction. I just took yeah. a bunch of stuff. I took a film class with uh, Gabor. Like, no, not Gabor. Um, oh, was it? Mosier. Mosier. Yeah, yeah. That was my. That was my. Uh, basically, my mentor. He was my. Um, he was the guy that was. You know how you have your advisor. Uh-huh. Um, he was my advisor throughout all of Loyola, and he basically got me my degree. Like I was like one. I was like basically. Because I went abroad and I failed the class when I was abroad, I was oh, short no. one. I was short one credit. Like, and they were looking at the like him and Big and they were like looking at my like uh, transcript, and then they were like, you know what? Um, we'll just say that you did a research course for us, and <sighs> that'll be it. And they just like wrote research course and fucking passed me. I was like, what the fuck? Like, oh, but yeah, but everyone God. hated my po- my point. Of bringing that up is everyone else hated Mosier. Like, well. did you hate him? <laughs> I um I definitely sensed some misogyny. Yes, he was a misogynist. Um yeah. and I mean I did enjoy his class. He was kind of like very hardcore. I remember we had to watch well for each film we had to watch. He wanted us to like read the entire IMDb for the film like before we even watched it. I always felt mm-hmm. like that was so like wrong i guess <laughs> you know Why? Why in some wrong? ways you and like you yeah. might have a totally different opinion but i don't know when you watch a film like i i guess part of the like magic of it is like discovering the you know it for the first time or like in of or course less, yeah you kind of yeah. know a little bit about what to expect but you want to be like seduced by it and like you know be brought through like unexpectedly totally. through it and and so it, it always felt wrong to me but i started to do it mm. and i watched some really awesome films i'm not gonna lie it was um it was american directors like that the course was like based holy on. shit i remember the class we had together um, Wait, i think it was that one i think you were in front of me i think you sat in front of me yeah yeah yeah. no i remember now because i was a projectionist um for my work study job for that class or maybe not for that class but just for like all the film courses that had to get shown and i used to go with jake and just get wasted at 4 p.m and then i would have to go and do the (laughs) do the projection at seven yeah just be completely wasted trying to turn on the tv or turn on the the the, uh projection but yeah i remember you being in those uh in those um halls where we watch those films yeah 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 well i liked that building that building was super cool and that wasn't it yeah like looking back i'm like that was like i don't know if i would have known about more films that were screening there i would have been at all of them (laughs) yeah no it was it was great like being um having that as a work study job because i could i could sit in if i wanted to on like most of the movies but Mm -hmm. um one thing Mosier, I think, really taught me was that, like, every, at least about cinema, is that, like, every country has, like, a specific, or or region has, like, a specific contribution to, like, film. 
And like, mm-hmm. that's something that I really didn't appreciate until I like started taking those like Asian cinema classes or like European cinema. Class. And then I was like, Oh, like this is how they're interpreting this kind of art or this is how that. So, you know, it was just it was like, like you said, like you just get broadened in terms of how, how much information you get at Loyola. Cause there's so many like subclasses you can take and other things right. you can do. So, I mean, yeah, I was, think yeah. Hmm? he was a, he was an interesting guy though. I, I have to give him some credit because, you know, my first impression was negative. Mm. But then I, as the course went on, I guess, we, and we took these quizzes after every. Oh, yeah, that was so annoying. And I would fail them. Like, yeah. I would absolutely get, like, really bad grades because he'd, because he'd be like, who was the extra who was also a porn star or something I yeah literally weird yeah question. i was like yeah. i think and that, was, that would have been like at the end of imdb when i just have like fun facts <laughs> yeah. about the film yeah. that you like don't think is important and i failed him and i ended up with like a pretty good grade in the class somehow anyway mm. and i don't quite know how i think he just like i think part of him is to like come across as a hard ass yeah, and like that is not, and then not be such a hard ass. But yeah. fun story. Uh, I worked at a gym for many years, and he, yeah. he would he would go to my gym. No way! What yeah. could that guy possibly be doing in a gym? What I... could Mosier be doing in a gym? I'm so curious. Um, yeah, I don't really know. I worked at the front desk, so I would just see him like come in and out. But, um, he. Uh. Well, they had a lot of senior activities. <laughs> uh, but, maybe it was that, yeah. Yeah, that. but I don't imagine, like, maybe he, like, swam or something. Or, like, a lot of people would, like, walk in the pool. Mm. Oh, yeah, he seems like a walk in the pool kind of guy. Yeah, definitely. he does. So yeah, like, he seems like a... Guess, yeah, yeah. If I can guess. So I, I ended up having more feelings of fondness than I initially, like, thought that I would for him. And also his videos or like pictures at the beginning of class with like the the russians yeah yeah those were always pretty funny and like also weird but also funny. yeah he was a very strange guy and i didn't realize until after i left loyola how prolific he actually was um i don't know if he's still alive actually uh he Uh, didn't seem like he would be at uh, this point yeah yeah (laughs) i I mean i hope he is he he was a good guy to me but um, no, uh, his uh, his work on World War Two, um, like re- basically like revisionist history on World War Two um, is like huge in other countries, like uh, specifically in France. Like people know who like in academia, people know really? who John Roger is. Yeah, that's why he acts like that's why he's arrogant. And that's why he's an asshole. Yeah. If, if you do go into that little academe world, he's kind of, you know, got a little name for himself and, and he deserves it. I mean, he was he's been doing that stuff for 50 years. I mean, I remember one time I was talking to him. Cause I used to, when I first got into films, I loved Westerns and he hate, he hated Westerns. He thought they were stupid. Oh, well, I really <laughs> enjoyed some of the Westerns we watched. Um, yeah. Yeah. I did too. Yeah. I mean, I never watched like, okay, well I didn't like, Oh, what was his name? There were like two different directors that we, uh, John Ford. Yeah. Right? John Ford is yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 I enjoyed the searchers. The searchers. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then there was another one like who killed. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Josie Wales, uh, who killed some Josie, some who killed somebody, Josie Wales, something like that. I, <laughs> I don't remember Josie Wales, but 
it was like this, you know, bad guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he had like a silly name. But then we also watched films by, oh, yeah, his name says with a P. Sam Peckinpah? Peckinpah, yes. And I didn't Now, know, like, this was exactly what I was about to talk about. It's so weird that we are on the same exact, tra- like, we're having the same memories at the same time. I was just about to say fucking um, Mosier because I used to love Sam Peckinpah. And I remember Mosier was like, like, I met him. He was insane. He was a crazy person. What are you talking about? And I was like, Uh, oh, like this guy's that old that he actually met this dude. Like, like, how how can you even argue with that? You know, (laughs) it's like, oh, I guess. I guess. Yeah. I did not like Peckinpah, but I guess that's like funny because he's. I don't know. I just his gore scenes were just over the top. <laughs> I, uh, I I don't know. There's something about like shock value in films that I'm a sucker for. Like I don't like stuff like Saw or like anything like that. Like, but I definitely love when something goes from like zero to a hundred. Like if, yeah. if it, like that for me is like the best kind of filmmaking. Um, He's like Tarantino of westerns. Yes, he but is. I like yeah. Tarantino though. I do like yeah. Tarantino. I don't, you know, that's typical, I feel like. But mm. I'm trying to see if Marge is alive. I was doing a little Google, but I, uh, I can't find anything. I don't think he's, I don't think, I, 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 I would say the person that could tell us would probably be, would, would be, uh, would be Big A. Big A would tell you, because he's alive. But Mosher. The internet, well, don't Big A's alive, he's young. But, um, <laughs> he's young. Internet says 76. Oh, well, he's not that old. Right. God, he's in terrible health. He looks about 90 million years old. <laughs> I know. Okay. Man. I, know. I remember one time, I remember one time, because we, um, he would always, because uh, he was my, um, my advisor, like, we would, right. we'd, have these, we'd have these talks, and sometimes we would have talks for so long where he would just not, like, go to whatever thing he had to do. Like, if he had a meeting, he would just, like, keep talking to me. I remember one time... Um, he was like, because I was like, aren't most of these mansions on like St. Charles just like built from slave money? And he's like, he's like, no, they were built by industrialists. And I was like, yeah, but wasn't in the industry slavery? He's like, here's the thing you don't understand. Slaves are expensive. Okay. You couldn't just buy a slave. I was like, okay, okay, okay. I was like, you know what? Um, I'm going to stop asking you questions. I'm oh done my with God. this conversation. Like he was about yeah. to start. He was about to go down that road. And I was like, okay, let's, we're, uh, that's enough. Yes, but, uh, <laughs> Like, about to, like, somehow, like... Justify. Yeah, yeah. What the heck? Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, I, I love authentic people. Even if you're somebody I disagree with, if you're authentic and you're true and you're real, right. I, there's something about that that I just, I can't get enough of. I really like people like that. I um, guess so. <laughs> I see what you're saying. But let's move back on to you um, uh, because, you know, when I met you, you were very much an artist from like, and you still are an artist, but like, you were very much like when people say artist, you're what you were doing is what I would think of as an artist. Like you painted, you drew, like you created things, you know, like I was just writing, like, I, like that's not really, that's only art unless it's published, you know, whereas like you were doing stuff like, so I wanted to know like what that period of your life was like. And then, you know, what kind of led you sort of away from that? Yeah. Um, well, it. Uh, I think I chose it, first of all, because I was, I don't know, ending high school, it was like the only thing I felt like I was 
like not the only thing I felt like I was good at, mm-hmm. but one of the main things I felt like I was good at is like, okay, I can draw. That's one thing I know for sure that I can do. Right. And like, I, I was kind of like known for it at my high school and like, you know, I didn't feel like very smart. I don't know. Why do you say that? Why, why do you say that? I don't know. And I look back and I'm like, why did I feel like I wasn't smart? I don't know, but I didn't feel like I was smart. I just felt like I was like slightly talented. Hmm. So because there's okay. a big difference. I mean, there's a difference. Is there? I think I being know. slightly talented is a lot better than being smart. I would say. <laughs> I mean, it depends. It depends. I mean, I wasn't thinking about making money. I wasn't thinking about a career. I wasn't. I was just thinking, what do I enjoy? What am I good at? And that, like, was art and writing for mm. me. Mm. And so I, like, started off, I think, as a double. I don't know. I was like, maybe I'll do film. Maybe I'll do writing. Maybe I'll. But then I ended up just doing art, and I was like, I, like, mm-hmm. dove into it. It, like, became who I was. You know, like, I did the whole, like, art school dye your hair thing. Like Art school dye your hair <laughs> thing. I, I think we yeah. found the title for the episode, art school dye your hair thing. Um, <laughs> awesome, awesome. But, uh, oh, yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 there's so much, like, I, I feel like I can um, empathize with because especially, like, when I was growing up, like, I wasn't particularly, like, I, I came from, like, a very, like, classical, like, high school world where it's, like, football players, cheerleaders. Like, I didn't go to a private yeah. school, to a public school. And, like, I uh-huh. wasn't good at sports. I was, I was only a good runner. And, like, if you're not good at sports, like, you know, it's just they, there's only certain places for you in that, like, social world. So, like, you know, I always had my group of friends and I was chill with everybody and everything's fine. But I always felt like, ah, uh, like, what am I actually even good at? Like, I can't do any of these things that a lot of these other people are doing. I don't want to work for the government, which is what everybody in my town was going to go do. And I was uh, like, yeah, because most, most people, they either go K street or they go, you know, become lawyers or they become lobbyists or that's, that's just, it, it's a pipeline like into DC. DC. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that just at the time wasn't something I, I was even a little bit interested in. And I was obsessed with movies since I was like 14 um, and I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I wanted to write movies. I literally had no other plan with just like, I want to tell stories that turn into films. That's it. And I was good enough at writing, like, cause I wanted to be a novelist for a while and then just have yeah. my novels be bought and turned. And maybe this was when you met me was when I was still trying to be a novelist. Was this that period of my life? I think so. Because I, I remember a story that you wrote that you said was like your favorite thing you ever wrote. And it was like about like a party or something. What? Wait, what? <laughs> what was it? I don't remember I don't, this. I also don't remember like oh, geez. details, but there was like a party in the, a party. In the story. It was a short. Oh, story. 20, 2012. It was. It was. Uh, yeah, man, that's a long, long time ago. <laughs> wow, you remember that, Olivia? Yeah, Holy I, mean, I shit. can't say I remember like what ended up happening in the story no but just that just that story in general like that i mean i haven't even thought of that story that it's a true story it's about um like my new years of from 2011 to 2012 that was the story oh okay okay yeah i think i do remember it being real now wait i I mean i wonder if it's still in my email somewhere i I really do did i send it to you oh god yeah you emailed. i was trying to impress you with that fucking story jesus christ (laughs) oh my god 
Um, but uh, was your but, favorite, like your best thing that you said, like, oh, the thing you're most proud of? You're killing me. You're killing me right now. I'm dying. <laughs> um, but uh, but anyways, moving off of that. Um, <laughs> uh, so you, yeah, you were in, interested in writing. What kind of writing? Because for some reason, and this could just be me, like making something up in my mind, but I felt like you wrote poetry. Did you write poetry? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you were a poetry, poet. But yeah. I also did um I also did short story and like I also wanted to like maybe try to write a novel and like uh it's I mean I I still kind of do in some ways. Are you there? I'm here. I'm listening. Oh, okay. It was so quiet for a second. Yeah, no, I was just um, letting you talk. <laughs> yeah. No, I I like I wrote a lot of poetry. I still do, really. Um because it's almost like little short essays, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so, and it, it's also really easy to do, if that makes sense. Like, you know, you don't, you can write a poem I, in five minutes if you want. I disagree. I think poetry is probably the hardest thing in the entire world. That's um, funny. We talked about this years ago. I We had this exact <laughs> conversation, but Nuh-uh. I'll never forget. Yeah, I'll never forget. If you ever remember Peyton Burgess, do you remember that guy? Yes, yeah. I think Payne I Burgess him on said, Yeah, he said something that really made a lot of sense to me, and I still think about it when I write it, uh, you know, to this day, where he was like, there's poetry in your writing. Like, it doesn't matter if you don't like poetry or not. You're Everybody that writes, if you're trying to tell a story, there's going to be poetic things within it, if it's a mm-hmm. good story. So he was like, just accept that you're <laughs> going to be writing poetry at some point in your life, mm-hmm. if you're a writer. And, I, and, and that really, like, because I was always, I don't know, where I grew up, like, dudes didn't write poetry, you know, like, guys didn't, you don't do that, you know, like, uh-huh. but, but I, and I, and also I'll say, like, I, in terms of the poets that I really liked, I never got the feeling that I wanted to duplicate that method. Does that make any sense? Like, I could just like it from afar, but not want yeah. to do it myself. Yeah, like, same thing with painting. Like, I want, like, if I, if I ever do become rich, like, I want to have really nice paintings, like, where I know the artist, like, like that shit matters to me, but I would never paint myself you, you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah so like I, I don't know I think poetry was always something that I kind of stayed away from but it would show up in my writing regardless because it's just a natural part of expressing yourself I feel like. right I you think know? like the goal of in some weird way like the goal of like being a good writer is like making all of your writing be poetry like, right like you're even when it comes to like just a, a simple sentence or like an an essay or whatever even if it's like a fiction piece like something about the words need to be poetic so yeah. I see what you're saying I don't know I guess I just never I felt like I thought in poems like no huh. that sounds that sounds no, dumb no that doesn't sound dumb at all no. um so I guess I didn't feel like it was that like, so it was just a natural way for you to express yourself on paper, is what you're saying. Yeah, like I have, I mean, <laughs> I was going to say, I have a lot of thoughts. Like everyone has a lot of thoughts. I don't know. I uh, think a whole lot. <laughs> well, this is, why I wanted you, this is why I wanted you on, Olivia, because I, I, I feel like from my memories of you, you had a lot to say, and you have a lot of, like, you have a lot of perspective. Um, way, and I know it's kind much. of, but, and, and I know it, like a lot of times when people do podcasts, like 
they kind of turn into like the 10% version of themselves because they're being recorded. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like the best part of a podcast is that the probability of anybody listening to this is like zero. So (laughs) you can say whatever you want. Yeah. And you can express yourself in whatever. So like, I mean, really like when it comes to your perspectives on things on art, like you always had something to say back. Like a a lot of times I get used to telling people things because I'm a talker and I just, that's Mm -hmm. how I, that's how I am. And I remember when I would talk to you, you would be, you would listen to what I had to say and then you give me a totally different perspective that was uniquely yours. And I was like, Mm -hmm. wow, that's like, it's very, that, that sounds like a, like a very cheap compliment, but it's not something a lot of people at our age back then were able to do um, in the way that you were. Uh, So I think that's pretty cool. Interesting and flattering. I, don't see myself that way. <laughs> I don't think any of us see ourselves but, um, in the way other people, right? Like, <laughs> that's cool, though. I mean, sometimes yeah. I feel like I talk way too much, and I just need to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 can, uh, I can understand that. I definitely talk too much, and I definitely need to shut up. Uh, but I have um, <laughs> conversations. Like, to me, yeah. communicating is, like, my, you know, it's necessary for me. Like, I... I love communicating like all day. I'm, I feel like I need to be talking to someone. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why, um, discord, like when, you know, when, um, quarantine hit, cause I just moved to Los Angeles in January quarantine mm. hits in March. I don't have any friends here. Like I'm living with my sister, but like, she's got her crew and like, I have like nobody here that I know except for like a few Loyola alums like that are oh, here. Yeah. That I Michael? see from time to time. Yeah. Like Mike Reese and Mike Hogan, they're out here too. Um, I believe Houston is here. Yeah, yeah. I believe Houston's here as well. That whole frat is here. Those guys are all are all here. Um, they're the Marina. Whole frat. Yeah, Marina Del Rey is where they're at. I'm downtown, so I, I'm a little oh, farther okay. away. I've never but, been over there. Never been to LA. No, I've never been to California. Oh wow. Oh. Damn. I mean, I hadn't been to the West Coast at all until I moved. Um, because my last film job was in Atlanta, so that uh-huh. was in 2018. And um, I was either about to go back to New Orleans or go back to Detroit where my parents lived. And I was like, I don't want to do either of those two things. And my aunt who lived in San Diego was like, hey, uh, your cousin just left for college. We have an open room. Do you want to move to California? I was like, yes. And I just fucking didn't look back. But yeah, but I mean, I had to switch careers, though. Um, uh, When I moved to San Diego, um, there was I mean, nothing was filmed. Nothing films in San Diego anyways. And I would have had to have gone to L.A. And I was also at the end, I was at the end point of like a very early career choice. Like I wanted to be in movies so badly that I sold myself short and became like a onset PA, which is not a bad thing if you want to go into production. Like if production interests you as like a person that likes film, then being a PA is a great way to get started. But for me, Mm -hmm. story is what interests me about film. And that's in development that happens in LA or New York that doesn't happen on set. So I've been working for about a year, just, you know, basically getting people coffee, like you know, doing simple shit. And then I got picked up by um, this Australian producer. Um, he did like the movie wind river and like a bunch of other uh, movies um, that are like historical dramas. But then I became his personal assistant for about a year. Um, and, uh, or sorry for about like four months. And then, um, then I was leaving New Orleans after that job, uh, because where I was living, like my lease was up and I didn't want to live in New Orleans anymore. So I moved to Atlanta with my aunt 
who I have another aunt that lived there. And I was working because Atlanta's a big production town. So there's like, you know, always movie shooting there. So I went there. I was working for another producer, like as his personal assistant. I hated that. And then I was like, all right, when I move like out of Atlanta, I have to find something that I actually enjoy, like that I'm motivated to get up and do because I can't fucking work for 12 hours on shit that I don't like. Like, I, I just can't do it. So that was kind of I got into. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, you were breaking up for a second. You were saying you can't, and then and then. It was oh, I was saying like I couldn't find a way to justify like working twelve-hour days on a movie set where I was getting like basically nothing out of it except for like a really shitty paycheck. Like mm-hmm. so, I, there was just no. I mean, there are some people that can fool like well, not fool themselves. It's not fooling themselves. So there are some people that can justify working a, like low-end PA positions, especially if you live in a place like like New Orleans where things are cheaper. You'd think, you know, it's not that expensive to live. Like, you can do that. But, yeah. like, you don't get anywhere near where the story gets developed, where the producers are. Like, I got exposure to that because I would, got to be an assistant to a particular producer. But that was totally by chance. And it was, like, probably the most horrible work experience of my entire life. Like, it, it, literally, like, a hell job. But it taught me a ton about movie making. So that kept that in my mind. But I just knew I couldn't be in production anymore. So I just had to, you know, switch careers. I I work in corporate sales now, but um, I kind of wanted to pivot into like, for you, what was your experience kind of getting out of like the art that you were making in, in, in college and high school and then having to do what you're doing now, which I'll let you talk about. Oh man, it was, um, it was gradual and then really fast, but two things on what you were just talking about. That sure. sounds Super soul sucking, and I also have seen that movie Wind River. <laughs> yeah, you saw that. Yeah, I really yeah, enjoyed that, that movie. It, you know, he, the, I'll say this about Matt: he um, is definitely a filmmaker. Like he he is a real deal, actual guy that makes movies. Um, very very successful, um, but uh, he's got demons. A lot of these guys do, um, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. And the the work schedules, the stress levels, the amount of money that gets exchanged does not help people's mental health either. So, right. you know, I, I didn't get schooling to be a registered psychiatrist. I was supposed to just be somebody's assistant. I'll put it that way. Um, so I had to, <laughs> without breaking any NDAs, I'll just say that. Um, so I, I had to, you know, I had to find another way to do what I wanted to do and being an assistant just wasn't going to be that for me. But yeah. I mean, for you, like what was, what was that moment for you where you're just like, this is just, I love what I'm doing here, but I can't keep doing it. Like what was that? Right. Moment? Well, um, I guess the last year of school okay. was we had this like course, like a, it was like a studio course where we were basically like, be in our studio which was really cool it was like our own space we could decorate it however and like do whatever work in this studio and kind of unstructured time that we could do whatever and a lot of the time was like I would get coffee right. or or drive kind of hang out yeah yeah hang out I don't know I'd go to like an art supply store and see if I could find any like materials that uh-huh. were inspiring to me and I mean, I did work a lot, too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. trying to figure out, like, what you wanted to do for your final project, which was, like, that art show at the end of the year that 
you know, you were supposed to like, you know, create like a, uh, a show. Yeah. Like a series of some kind that was like a cohesive, Mm. you know, group of work that I guess you felt like was like the culmination of like everything you learned and everything you were inspired by. And that's really hard to do because I, I'm just so like, when it comes to art, I'm so ADD. I'll like learn, like discover some new thing I'm inspired by. And I'm like, I go that direction and I go this other direction. And, Mm. and so it was really hard for me to zero in on something that I like wanted to do. I don't know if you remember my show. I ended up really liking it, but it's kind of... I think I saw... Wait, wait, wait. Did I see it? I was there, wasn't I? At the art show? I feel like you were. It was, um, it was like (laughs) these monotypes in black and white, and... um, Yeah, 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 yeah. UFOs. Yo, dude, I remember. I think I remember that shit now. Yeah, 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 yeah. nine pieces, and they were all in this, like, amazing paper, and, like, it was this form of printmaking mm. and I had a really good time so but a lot of my research was like kind of fed into by the courses I was taking at the time mm. and I ended up taking this course called it was a, I was in the honors college I think you were too right uh no no I was not okay I don't know I felt like you were that kind of nerd but uh, <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway um they had a really cool class that would like fulfill a science requirement for me Mm. which was um human ecology and i think if i'm not mistaken i took that like the first semester of our senior year and i loved it we would like (laughs) human ecology um, that was the name of the class yeah it was really not so much human ecology and more just ecology but Uh, called called human ecology Uh, yeah yeah it was like biology it was like we go and sample the water in uh, Audubon Park, and uh, we like even took like a field trip. We went on a canoeing trip. Oh, I don't even know where we went. It was so dope, and um, we and so like that was to I don't know. Basically, just talk about like the interaction between like organisms and like their environment, mm. right? And right. like I don't. Growing up, <laughs> you probably don't know this about me. Growing up, I mean, this is probably evident. I was the biggest tomboy growing up. <laughs> yeah. Always you? Like, wait, wait. You were a tomboy? No. <laughs> Come on. Right, right, right. I know, I know. But, um, <laughs> well, it's always, like, kind of something. Like, I want to mm. be a hot girl. You know what I mean? I do. <laughs> but, like, it's so hard for me to hide, like, my, like, grownness. Uh-huh. I don't know. So, it's, I, I that's always you, caused with my like wanting to be a hot girl. But do you have a lot of brothers or like where like because you do kind of have like an energy of like a certain like confidence like that I feel like comes from like I, I notice it from girls that have like a lot of brothers like have like a very like strong masculine influence in their life. Is that kind of your background or? Well, what, I have what, one brother. Okay. And, but weirdly, growing up, I had like all of these neighbors. And they were all guys. So, like, yeah. to, to my left, I had this house with these two boys, Brian and Jacob. To my right, I had Dylan and Devin. Across the street, I had Zach. And then right. I had a girlfriend, Lena. But then Lena moved out, and Austin moved in. And then Zach moved out, and Dane moved in. Basically, my whole – and I've 
I lived my whole life in the same house in the same neighborhood, like up until wow. I moved up here. So yeah, growing up, I had a huge front yard. It was always like football in the front yard. Like we mm-hmm. also had all these empty fields around. So and and we had a basketball goal. Like we would just like spend all day outside, like playing sports and like running around and I don't know, like digging for worms and catching lizards and like doing whatever. Like right. I wanted to go outside, you know. Right. And I wanted to play with the boys, and I had crushes on them. <laughs> and so, like, that's part of the reason I w- wanted to hang out with them. But also, I, like, wanted short hair and, like, wanted to, like, I don't know. It was very weird. I mean, they never liked me back because of how Aww. I was. Yeah. Common, common theme in my life. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, but oh, that's man. how I grew up. So I see. Yeah, up, yeah. Huge animal person, like, loved lizards and snakes and, like, anything, you name it, bugs, like, I'm going to catch it. I'm going to pick it up and, and I'm going to look at it. And, um, like, no fear. Whatsoever. Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, that's the opposite of me. I'm such a pussy, especially when it comes to, like, spiders, roaches. Oh, love spiders. I literally cannot deal with that shit at all. But continue, please. I'll kill a cockroach. I will, but that's just because like you're in my house. Like get out. <laughs> you know, or, like I really don't want you to like lay eggs and multiply like and then. But just, my just, house. just the idea of a spider is like a pretty satanic thing. Like just what? think about it for a second. No. Just, just like objectively okay. think about like what a spider is. Like they're like no. it's come on. No, well, no, name, no. name one good even... thing a spider. Name one good thing a spider's done for anything ever. Okay, you're so wrong because <laughs> first of all, I don't believe in the devil. So <laughs> I was just using like... that as a as, okay. as a as a figure of speech. Yeah, not not so like actually you say that, and I feel like nature is just like this whole duality thing. But spiders are very important. Okay, I I would love to create like a small little world where there's just insects no no spiders no and then you'll see and then you'll see and then we'll have an alternate little world Mm. experiment where we have insects Mm. and spiders and you see how the spiders kind of control the insects and then they kind of live in like a balance so you really have to think about Mm. Mm. long-term effects of these things because there would definitely Shouldn't... be more cockroaches. Well, here's an idea. Here's 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 something. We could just eradicate all insects. That's no, something hor- we could do. Horrible idea. Horrible idea. Why? Why would that be bad? What what could possibly go wrong? You need to do some reading, Adam. I what, what's <laughs> I'm trying to understand. Like besides, okay, okay, bees. We need bees. Okay, we'll keep bees. No, it's not just bees. Do you, you know? Okay, I know you think of bees as a really huge. <laughs> yeah. You know. Oh, sorry, you're breaking up. You're breaking up a little bit, Olivia. Can you start over? Yeah, yeah. Am sorry. I good? Yeah, you're good now. Yeah. Okay, bees are not the only important pollinator. They're just, like, a major one that everyone knows. But, like, mm. you know what else is, like, a really good pollinator? What? Bat, bats, mice, like, any, any other insect you can think of that travels. Because whether they realize it or not, they're maybe brushing up against a flower. And walking over mm-hmm. to another flower, like wasps, and mm. like it's insane. I mean, like 
Uh, Olivia, I, mean, I think I think what you just described to me would be a great jobs program. So what we do is we eradicate all bats and all that <gasps> gross stuff. Then I'm we get the people, then we get the people to do all the pollinating. And then like right. you can like be like just like Uber, you can be like a pollinator, you know, like like a gig economy job. Wouldn't that no be way. dope? No, uh uh-uh. <laughs> sounds awful. It sounds like that's the apocalypse right there. Like the world would quite literally I'm sorry. I, 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 um, I have a real thing with like, uh, I, I definitely care about the environment and I think it's super important, but like, I can't help my, I can't help myself, but like troll like people. Cause like my sister's super in the environment, like my uh, family's super, like, so like I hear it all the time. So I, I just try to always say like the opposite of, of stuff. Uh, but okay. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll stop. Um, I'll stop being an no, asshole. It's fine. It's fine. I, um, I just, it's, it's underappreciated and it's super important. Like, I know, like, people have feelings about bugs, but first of all... Don't you just the- want them all gone? Like, no, when you look at no. bugs, no? I have, like, a colony of, like, spiders in my house, like, in my apartment. Jesus Christ. Well, so, hey. Okay, but, all right, how about this? Uh, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see how much of a, of, a, of a bug fan you are. When there's a fucking fly buzzing around in your, in your apartment, don't you just want to murder every fly that's ever existed? Not every fly that's ever existed, just that one that's in my ear. Because I will kill that one, because I'm, like, worried about, you know, I want to make sure. Mm-hmm. Like, if they're in my apartment, like, is there something, is there, like, some food that I need to get rid of? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Actually, that could be a sign. You're right. that They actually do let you know if something's up. Um, um, but yeah. I actually, oh, sorry? No, you're good. I was going to ask, um, you know, something I, I mentioned when I remember when I first met you, like, you don't have a southern accent at all, and you're actually from from Louisiana. Like, what, yeah. what, what's up with that? That's because I'm from the Burbs, you know? Oh, do people in Kenner not have accents? I would, I would say people in, like, my parents' generation. Right. They might have, like, a metri accent or whatever. Right. Um, and it's really annoying and lazy and they sound my mom I wouldn't say does. But um another thing so I grew up in the suburbs. But mm. another thing is that my mom's family is is Hispanic. So Yeah, I you're also, from Nicaragua you're from Nicaragua, right? You're uh Guatemala. No? Guatemala, Gua- sorry. Guatemala. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Uh, yeah, um but that's another thing. I feel like my mom's my mom didn't grow up in like a necessarily like Louisiana family, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When did she emigrate to the United States? So my mom was born here. Um, my oh, grandparents. Oh, okay. Yeah, my grandparents, were. they emigrated, um, I mean, I don't know what year or anything. I think my grandmother came over when she was, like, 12 or, like, 13. Wow. And all yeah, in Louisiana. Was... And they stayed in Louisiana? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, she didn't know my grandfather at the time. They met here. Um, so uh-huh. I know, but they both happen to be from Guatemala and wow. like, different places. Yeah, but my grandfather, I think, maybe came over when like he was like twenty or something. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, because my, my mom's Ethiopian. She came here in the seventies. Um, so cool. and then my my dad's like deep South black from like Miami. He's from a different Miami. Like when I say like my family's from Miami, people think, like, South Beach, fun in the sun, like, he's from before any of that was even built, like, my dad's Weird. 70, yeah, so, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, That's so, like, Miami. 
Yeah, it was that was before any of the Cubans. Like it was a totally different. But um, nah. Yeah. But he uh, but yeah, but um, it's it's interesting. Like how diverse Louisiana actually is. Like there's so many different kinds of people. Um, yeah. in a place where I, I more mean Southern Louisiana, right? Like not really Northern Louisiana. I'm more like the you know kind of New Orleans area, like Orleans Parish. Like a lot of people like settled in that area. Do you know why your grandparents came here? Uh, my grandmother came, she was like working for a family. So she came with like a family that wasn't hers, like as a, like mm-hmm. a I don't know. Like an all pair, like an all pair kind of. Maybe. I don't really know. I, I wish I could hmm. ask her, but um, yeah. she passed away. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. But um, I, I don't know. Um, and why they ended up here, I guess it's just close and it is weird that they both ended up here <laughs> yeah right of all pla- like i could get it if like two guatemalans met in new york or two Guatem- right. you know but like southern louisiana that's pretty out there you know so like that's why i was like maybe there's like maybe like the climates is the climate similar or something or like because that's why the vietnamese you know that's right. why they're all in 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 louisiana because it's the same climate as where they where they're uh in vietnam apparently yeah that's true and i mean yeah it is similar i mean i think it's a little warmer down there like year round um yeah but yeah definitely warm here as you know <laughs> yeah um, yeah <laughs> so that's that might be part of it i i could always ask my grandfather like why he decided to like venture here but i know a lot of his family also ended up in california mm-hmm. um a lot of his family was in colorado georgia texas like they did end up kind of all over yeah yeah that's the great thing about having like family from another country is that like you just have connections kind of everywhere mm-hmm. you know like you go somewhere like oh yeah like so-and-so like guy you know this this, this dude's your cousin but you've never met him but he's here right he lives so in chicago yeah so much so much of that it's so great yeah but yeah uh, i did want to know like you know you are in veterinary school right now um like yeah. what, what what what's kind of the end game like what's the goal for olivia like by the end of this year the end of this next couple of years well next couple Veterans, yeah, four years. Uh, four yeah. whole years, yeah. Four years. Um, you know, the goal is to be, like, a wildlife or zoo veterinarian. That'd be so, sick. like, I want to work with, you know, like, big cats and, like, carnivore, like, large carnivores and, like, I don't even care. Spiders or <laughs> snakes, like, lizards, <sighs> iguana, like, you name it, I want to work with it. And that's why I mm. kind of want to do zoo because of the variety. I um, mm-hmm. already have been lucky enough to work with like some tigers, some leopards, some bears. What was what was it like walking into a tiger cage for the first time? Well, no, no, no. Oh, you have the wrong idea. No, okay. <laughs> well, you say you're a vet, so you gotta, you know, you gotta get in there, right? You gotta talk to them. Well, don't you don't just walk into a tiger cage, Adam. I don't, I don't <laughs> think you know. Like, have you met a tiger? I've seen, seen lions. I've seen lions You've in Ethiopia. I've never, I've never seen a tiger. I've never seen a okay. tiger. Okay. I mean, yeah. you don't want to get super close to a lion, right? Well, I mean, if he likes well, you, it's all good. How do you know if he's going to like you? Okay. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Cat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, right. Obviously, very dangerous animals. Um, and, yeah, some of them, I guess, if they've been in captivity for long enough, uh, are, you know, habituated to people, are used to people. 
I see. But, you know, I was volunteering at a zoo. So I volunteered uh-huh. at the zoo and worked at the zoo for a year and a half. Yeah. And there, this, there are this, rules. Is it the Audubon Zoo? or yeah, which it was is Audubon. Uh, it was Awesome. Audubon, yeah. And there yeah. are rules set in place by the AZA, you know, to keep everyone safe and to keep everything on the up and up when it comes to, like, the animal care. Um, you know, because a lot of that is focused on doing what's best for the animal in, like, okay. that, in that situation. Yeah. Um, and that's not, you know, you know how they have those, like, farms or little zoos or, I don't know, this whole Joe Exotic. Yeah, yeah. What what mm-hmm. do you think about that? Like, as, as somebody that's, like, an, an animal, like, you know, an animal lover, like, do you think that people should be able to have those kinds of, like, private? No, no? absolutely not. That is so childish. I never saw the doc. I didn't see the documentary. I don't I didn't want finish to. It. I only watched like I, it, it wasn't interesting. It was it was very it was very Netflixy. Like here's the methed out guy. Here's the mm-hmm. guy that's lying to everybody. Here's the weird lady. Like you know, it's very like we've seen this documentary before, kind of thing. You know? Yeah. Um, no, I think it's horrible. Yeah. I I care about animals more than I care about people. I <laughs> think they deserve it more because they're like innocent for lack of a better word and yeah i understand what you mean yeah they live based on like their instincts and their needs and like people on the other hand don't and Mm. they just like over exploit everything so when it for me animals are just so much more deserving of like our care especially because we put them in like a predicament where they have to depend on our care and so because that like in a lot of situations not all but so hey, so like an, oh, sorry. What were you going to say? I was going to say an over exploitation of like, wow, here's this cat. Let me like treat it like a dog, and right, like it's a pet. Like it's like a it's like not. no, yeah, it's a wild animal. It is uh, a wild I, animal. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know what to think about it because I don't really, you know, I'm not that well versed on. But it just for to me just objectively looked exploitative like there's no way that that tiger wants to be sitting in that tiny little like area just like getting fed like it wants to be doing what tigers do like i think like especially big cats like i think it it should just be illegal to have them like in in you know some sort of private like oh uh, here's my lion like they're just too majestic of of, of animals for you to, for people to just have you know yeah like i, I that that is something i think i'm not even that much of an animal rights guy but i think that's pretty fair um but yeah i mean so f- f- for you like what are the more intelligent animals like what are the animals that you feel like are genuinely smart uh elephants are okay so smart um obviously primates are inc- incredibly smart okay so can i t- can i ask you a uh i'll tell you a story and you can tell me if this is bullshit or not my mom used to always tell me this story she said, growing up in Ethiopia, her grandmother, my great-grandmother, had a monkey in a cage that used to be able to speak, like, their language, Amharic, to them, like a parrot, and could what? say shit back to them. Yeah. And they, they used to have a monkey in a cage that would curse at them. She said when she was a little kid, she would go to her grandma's, like, they had, like, a big house and, like, on, on a mountain. And they would go, and there'd be, like, a monkey in a cage that they would, like, you know, just as, like, one of their animals – and she said he literally would say curse words like in a heart to them. 
Is that real or was she lying? I don't know. I don't know because I'm not a primate person. Like, I mean, they're really cool and I'd, I'd love to work with them, but I haven't worked with enough. And there's so much diversity within like the primate world. You've mm-hmm. got like your old world and new world primates. Um, what does that mean? Old world and new world primates? Old world is after Asia. Like, te- I don't know. It's like a dumb thing that they decided, to, <laughs> like some white guy decided like, oh, this is the old world. And like then, you know, North America, right. South America, that's the new world. Even though like, right. it's not, one was one is not older than the other. And, like, <laughs> yeah, that's all the same world. Like, yeah. Right. It was just kind of like in terms of their discovery, what's old and what's new. But um, when it comes to like that phrasing, old world is like a primate, generally speaking, that doesn't have a tail. And New oh, World okay. ha- have tails. So, like, uh, think you're orangutans, gorillas. Right, like, right, here, right. You're thinking of, like, I don't know, whatever other, like a, mon- like a monkey versus, like, She a said it was a chimp. My mom said it was a chimpanzee. Okay. That could, that could speak Amharic, which is the language they speak. But, like, not sentences. It would just say, like, fuck you. Like, little bitch <laughs> would, like, say, like, shit like that to them. I don't uh, know. I Chimps are obviously like the closest primate. Chimps and bonobos, I believe, yeah, are the yeah. closest related primates to humans. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they have that capability to like make those sounds. But maybe, you know, like you know how sometimes you can hear you'll mm-hmm. I don't know if you have cats or dogs, but you'll like you swear they're saying no. Or you swear saying, like, I've heard word. a dog say no. I've heard a dog actually say no. Like, right. like no, no, like, yeah, like no exaggeration. Like a dog, like not say no, but like the dog is giving you a negative response. Like, I do not want to do this. Like, like I've right. seen, yeah, like that, that's definitely real. I don't trust cats. I think cats are, are pretty, um, pretty satanic to be quite honest. Oh my God. I don't um, satanic to you. <laughs> Okay, but so you know how you feel that way about like domestic cats, like yeah, just yeah. to give you perspective on like a big cat and why you wouldn't keep a big cat. It's like mm. that, but like they can actually kill you. They can actually kill you with like one, like yeah, one pop. Like they swipe at you, and that's like <laughs> yeah, that's it. You're dead. You're it'll cut knock open. Knock you out. Yeah, it'll knock you out. You'll exactly. Yeah. No, they showed like um, I'm sure you've seen that video of that tiger in India chasing that dude on top of an elephant, and when that tiger goes for it, you saw this video, right? Like where the tiger, uh... the, the dudes on the back of an elephant. There's another guy like filming, and there's a dude that the tiger's trying to get who's on the back of an elephant. You can hear them like in like Hindi or whatever, like being like, "Go, go, go, go!" Like, "Go faster, go faster!" And the tiger, Whoa. when he actually, when the tiger actually decides, like, "No, nah, I'm going for it." He actually is so close to killing that guy. Like, you just see him jump up and, like, big-ass claws, like, coming for this dude. And it just barely misses him. And, like, it just keeps running. But, like, it was, oh like, yo, if he connected, yeah, you would, like, it would have been over. Um, Did you I see think, that? Yeah. That video, it, I think it was in the U.S. And it's, like, this dude. And he's, like, maybe on, like, a like a trail run mm-hmm. with, a, uh, like a, with a puma, you know, or, like, a cougar. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. saw that one. And it's, like... It's like chasing him, and it's like yeah. really in- doing the whole intimidation thing. That yeah. can you imagine how like alive you'd feel in that moment? <laughs> well, my um, my mom also used to say that um, like that hyenas were very very smart, and like that oh, they I had love hyenas. But like they're like 
I guess maybe it's it's like a cultural thing, like that hyenas for them are like almost like bad omens, like they're like uh, signs of like very bad things. Yeah, because hyenas uh, laugh. Like you, you've heard a hyena laugh before, right? Yeah, like yeah, like imagine just hearing that outside like all the time. Like that's scary as hell. Like oh my god, you know. Right. I think <laughs> hyenas are some of the coolest animals. Like I've always yeah. been a fan of lions. Like, that's always kind of been my favorite animal, like, the animal that I wanted to work with more than anything else, which is so basic. But but, they, but I, they're the king of the jungle, though. Like, that's the move. Yeah. I know, that's the move. Um, but, like, hyenas, they do have... Actually, I don't know if you remember, I was in a sorority. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, no, I do. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. They gave me that name, I think, because I laugh a lot. I don't know. <laughs> hyena? They, they named yeah, they, you... Yeah, like they gave me a jersey with that name on the back. I don't know. You don't really laugh. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I get bubbly a lot. I get people tell me I'm bubbly all the time and maybe that was it. But yeah, I um, guess. But they gave me that name and I like thought it was so cool. (laughs) I was like so flattered because I love hyenas. Like they're just so incredibly interesting and scary, like super scary. (laughs) very scary i love watching gorillas i don't know why but there's something just calming about watching a gorilla like hang out you know like if you go to the like i like i I really i really like seeing like gorillas just chilling i don't know why they just seem like they're so calm and like at peace and just like relaxed i don't know there's something there's something like therapeutic about watching gorillas just hang out i don't know why but i love doing there is but i guess i for me, I look at them and I, I feel like they're thinking things. I feel like yes, like they have thoughts. Like there's something in, going on in, in, in like in their head. Yeah, I feel the same way. And that's yeah. not so crazy, right? I mean, it's just like I feel like they're um, I don't know plotting or like uh, not necessarily like a bad thing, but I feel like yeah, they, they are they are like have so much potential energy. yes yeah like they they definitely seem like i don't know like there's just something so mesmerizing about just like watching a gorilla like go about its life where i'm just like what like whoa like i don't know it's very very i don't i i I don't have the words for it but um it's incredible yeah to look at an animal that you know has so much power yeah but yet can still be so like gentle and like yeah yeah i don't know so gentle and just very human-like very clearly oh yeah they have they have a look in their face like if you look at a gorilla like they have an attitude like there's there's a personality whatever it is it may not be like as sophisticated as our personalities but there's something there's a guy there there's somebody there yeah you know um but uh yeah chimps i think chimps are super creepy um, <laughs> <Yeah>. they're super <laughs> creepy that word but <laughs> <laughs> but but you know like when people let like the, where they like hold chimps and stuff and they like like treat almost treat them like they're babies i'm like that chimp could rip you in half like if he just decided to like right now like no, it's absolutely. so yeah it's so scary so when i was volunteering at the zoo Mm. The area that I was in um, was right next to where they had the um, orangutan. So, oh, okay. You know, yeah. A little bit different, but basically, so I had options to where, like, what department yeah. I wanted to work in. I had to, like, choose top three and then interview. 
And then they kind of like, the department that I ended up in ended up being like a good fit for me. Um, but so I was in close proximity to the building where the orangutans were kept often. Uh-huh. And I did get to go in there a couple times to watch um, like some ultrasounds that they were doing when, oh, wow. when the um, female was pregnant. She yeah. ended up like keeping that baby to term and it's like doing really great. And it's oh, like maybe beautiful. a year now. It's crazy. Wow. So that was incredible. But yeah. I remember when they, um, you know, when I was choosing the, the department, they would say, you know, you can work in primates, but volunteers aren't allowed to work with the orangutans because they will, I, I don't remember how they said it, but they said, like, they were too dangerous and Whoa. could, like, rip your finger off if, if it ever came to that. Yeah. Like, well, if you, like, finger in like the you know in the cage yeah now keep in mind there's a lot of rules to working with animals like this like part of those is there's these uh you've got the the cage that are Mm. big metal metal doors Mm. Mm. and then you there's a usually a line like painted like yellow or red that's like Mm. a feet like a foot or two away from the actual metal that you're supposed to kind of keep your i see yeah yeah body parts like what you know, not over that line, like mm. unless you're doing a feeding, mm-hmm. which is like under you know under zookeeper mm. observation. True. Um. So with the orangutans, you know, I, I can't imagine like that wouldn't be a a thing that someone would do unless they were being irresponsible. But yeah, fuck, it's so the scary. Power that they have is. Like, I know. Oh my god. Yeah, I just um, you're you're uh, you're definitely braver than I am, Olivia. Um, <laughs> these kinds of things, I am just not built for. But um, you know, I think it's one of the things like that. I I um, really try to understand about people that really love animals is like, for me, like, do you even care if the animal knows that you're caring for it, or are you just doing it purely out of altruism? Like, I'm always curious about that. Like, do people do you, is it is it about having a bonding experience with that animal or is it just about purely just helping that animal and then having it move on with its life? Like what, what is it for you? Well, obviously I feel a bond with whatever animal I'm working on. I mean, most of my experience though is with dogs and cats. Like I worked in a clinic for a few years. So obviously mm. there is a bond there. Most of the of course. Time. Yeah. 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 With dogs and cats. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But you have your situations where the dog or animal, mm whatever cat whatever it is mm. doesn't understand what you're doing to them or why and they just think it's you know like they're, mm. you're invading their space you're like touching them you're poking them you're sticking your you know something right in their butt you're but like, literally yeah 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 you're like cleaning their ears and it feels awful whatever it is that you're doing to them that you can't explain to them why you're doing it and you know oh. that it's for the greater good yeah because you're getting like you know you're either providing a treatment mm-hmm. or you're like getting necessarily you know unnecessary like mm. doing an exam an examination mm. you know mm. to mm. try to if that animal's sick um mm. or not and you're just doing preventative care and whatever it is i like wish i could speak its language for a second right listen yeah. <laughs> like be, be calm for a little while i'm doing this for you and yeah. so ultimately it is for them. It is for them. It's, I don't, obviously it would be nice to, to um, 
have like sense that they appreciate what you're doing in some way like that'd be really mm. cool but that's a lot to ask for an animal that yeah huh. and so it is for them it's for yeah it's for them yeah well yeah that's i mean yeah I, I you really answered that question question really well um i kind of have a, a new perspective on this um <laughs> but uh i guess yeah um first of all are, are, you, are you tired of talking to me or do you want to keep going no we can keep going for a little while longer Cool, cool. Um, so yeah, I just I, I wanted to know um, mainly kind of like once you do finish veterinary school, do you want to stay in Baton Rouge? Do you want to go somewhere else? Do you want to or like what for you? Where does travel fit into your life? Uh, I, I would ideally like to go wherever, anywhere. <laughs> okay. I don't even I don't even have like any um, any like parameters on where I'll go next I I just want to go somewhere new and I think like being a vet is a good opportunity for that and working with like wildlife you know I could go to Africa I could go to Asia I could I could go to I don't know Canada I could go to South America like in Mm -hmm. any country within those continents like I could really like depending Mm -hmm. on what I want to work with whether Mm -hmm. it's like a, a zoo or like mm. more of a wildlife rehabilitation hospital setting like that. Mm. Like, the world is kind of my oyster. That being said, like, the veterinary industry is not, like, I'll right. be a doctor, but I won't be making, like, the same right. amount of money as, like, a human physician, which is right. kind yeah. of, you know, kind of a shame, but yeah. I'm doing the same job for a different patient. Yeah, yeah, and that is true. All the same schooling, all the same knowledge, like for it would multiple. wouldn't it be even more complicated because you have to know multiple animals, like anatomies and physiology. Shouldn't you be you should be getting paid more almost well, like than like right? What but a, yeah, who's paying? Right, yeah, that's good the point. question. Yeah, but yeah. yes, I mean, I will need to like when in my courses, like for example, I'm in physiology right now, physiology mm-hmm. one, and mm-hmm. um, and anatomy as well, and so. You start off with, like, dogs and cats, but mm. then you do have to, like, take the knowledge you've, you've learned and apply mm. it then to horses, cattle, and then birds that aren't even mammals anymore, and then you've got reptiles, and you just have to kind of always be learning and always be, like, figuring out, okay, so mm. this is how a dog works, which is very similar to how a human works. Really? And dogs aren't that different from how humans work? Yeah, a lot of it's very similar, like... I mean, the bones are pretty much the same. They're just... Configured differently. Yeah, shaped differently and work differently in the joints. I mean, obviously, lots of differences. Just looking at a dog, you can tell. But but when it comes to, like, the science and all the reactions that are occurring, like when a dog eats, Mm. um, a lot of that's, like, really similar. Dogs are omnivores. We're omnivores now. You get get different with cats. you You become, like, super weird and like alien like when it comes to like, yeah cattle that have like all of these four stomachs like f o r e not f o u r but they wait, do wait, have wait, like wait. four four like stomach before a stomach a four stomach exactly they have yeah. three four stomachs and one Look at like, little education at work let's go <laughs> true stomach well i mean you know i went to uno after so the science i got to give to uno <laughs> But, I heard they're really good. I heard um, um, UNO has a really good, um, like, science program, like STEM world oh, yeah. at UNO. I yeah. Had gr- I had a great time. And 
like that was where my science education was. So nice. That nice. was that was awesome. But um, it's like really alien because they eat such different food that like we can't even utilize. So like their mm. chemical reactions are different. Wow. Um, but yeah, lots of different variations in everything you can think of. So more more knowledge. Yeah, I think I, I you know um. If you got a chance to go somewhere, like let's say like in your last year of study, they're like, here's a blank check and a ticket to anywhere you want to study uh, medicine for animals. Where do you want to go? I'd be like, let's go to Kruger National Park or any of these reserves that they have in Africa where they like monitor their populations and Mm -hmm. like, you know, do these anti-poaching efforts and, you know, keep, okay, I think we see that like this female in this pride like i think she's limping like let's see what the deal is with that and like if she has an infection or like whatever you know and that way so you would just be in the jeep following around the the lion pride just checking up on their health like in the sahara that's that's like your dream your dream job oh yeah Yeah. i like being outside i like being like active and like walking around like some people like clinical settings you know they want to work in the hospital Mm. i that's what draw like what's really attractive to me about like wildlife medicine and like zoo medicine, even in working in a zoo, I know it's like kind of faux, like natural environment. Right. right. Outside and like, yeah. Walking around and like going to the animals. And I mean, you don't really get to do the same, the same, like you don't get to pet them, (laughs) you know, but if you put them under anesthesia, which is basically the only way you're going to get a close look at any of these animals, Really, you can't mm-hmm, just walk up. Do they have like? Because you've I've seen pictures of people walk like walk right up to a lion and like say what's up and like. You yeah, can't but you have do to that. understand like that's yeah. that's because of how that lion was raised. Like uh, that lion was probably raised in captivity, and like from the moment that it was, you know, born or whenever it was acquired, like that mm. lion was. <laughs> you know, was treated differently. That's not a lion that can go and uh, thrive in the wild because that part of what, like, Big Cat's livelihood is is staying away and having fear of people because if you think about it, if you're a lion and you venture into someone's, uh, you know, someone's little town and they Mm. have their, like, cows that's, like, their livelihood and they eat one of those cows, like, that's, like, that's right. their livelihood, and the people are going to be mad, and they're going to want that animal dead. Yeah, they're going to hunt that. And yeah, like a hunt, pretty yeah. good reason, like yeah, you know. But that's an that's a lion. That's it. That's what they do. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but that fear of people is what kind of preserves them in a way. Mm, um, mm, mm. And that does happen. Like that does happen, like a night or whatever. Mm. Uh, I don't know. It's complicated. But yeah, that. Like it's not a not a healthy situation. Like, wow. like you don't want to be able to. I mean, yeah, that's cool, obviously. Better yeah, to pet a lion, like <laughs> I don't know, but that's not um, a healthy situation. So, do you do you have like a like a super favorite animal that like you really really want to like do research on and like, or is it just like you just love everybody? I really love everyone. I feel like. <laughs> Yeah, I've gotten to work with like some cool birds, 
some like an otter, uh, bears, some cool like porcine, which they're like Bobby Russo. They're basically pigs, but they're hmm. from like Asia. And um, I like everything, honestly. I, I really appreciated like working with some animals that I never even thought that I was interested in because of mm. their personalities and like their like these pigs were like I say pigs they're Bobby Rusa B-A-B-I-R-U-S-A um mm. they're like dogs really <laughs> they really? were like really cool and I could I could work pretty closely with them and they were really funny like super awesome. huge personalities and so I really don't have um I mean I have my favorites I guess but I really like everything <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like you really do have like a true like passion for this. So, I mean, it makes sense that you like all animals, you know, like it doesn't seem like you're in it just to like, you know, support one group of animals. Like, I think you, it sounds like you really do love the whole natural world. So that's, that's a yeah. beautiful thing. Yeah. I don't need to like be around puppies and kittens all the time. Right. You know? Yeah. Like that's obviously <laughs> fun and that's perk. Yeah. Yeah. And dogs and cats are great, but. I, yeah, I really, like, I feel blessed to even be in close proximity or, like, observe an animal. Like I said, I worked with, like, a um, broad-winged hawk for a moment. It was just, like, Uh. a little, it was through the school. I got Uh. to feed it and do a little training, and that's an incredible animal. It's, it's like, you know, huge but small. Right. And it's got these amazing talons, like, like, clearly a bird of prey. Very incredible. I and really bird, love, yeah, I love birds. Like, those kinds, like, falcons, like, hawks, like, that's mm-hmm. so beautiful, so beautiful. Yeah, those are cool. But, yeah, so um, that was incredible. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. Be working with some, some horses soon. They're going to be oh, nice. They're going to be, like, sick, but, um. Oh. Huh. <laughs> you know, that's how, that's the job. Yeah, you're a vet. You got to go, you know, when there's right. a problem. I'm like not this. a vet yet. So. <laughs> right. As know, time goes on, that. yeah. I'm yeah. a baby, like a pre... I'm in vet school, so, like, we say we do baby doctor things, you know. Baby doctor things. Yeah. That's funny. So, I guess, like, uh, I mean, we're pretty much at an hour. Was there anything, like, you wanted to ask me or you wanted to... Uh, you were curious about or just anything in general or... Was a... Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, not really. I think we. Yeah, well, we like touched we on a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like we talked about a lot. <laughs> I feel like we talked about a lot. You were a great guest. I mean, really, a lot of people. You. Um, you know, a lot of people like they get really nervous, but it, you really hung in there and you were just chilling. Like it felt like I we were just I, having a regular combo. You know. I hope I answered your questions. I know we went on a lot of tangents. We did, but that's the point of a podcast. That's the point of a podcast, and people pe- people who listen to this, they they definitely get the whole point of this. So, um, yeah. I'm glad that we started in one place and ended somewhere else. That that that's what I try to strive for, so that we're not just you know talking in circles. So yeah, no, it really just felt like a conversation. So right, yeah, nice. exactly. Really awesome. Good way well, to kind of start my day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, same here. It's uh, like nine o'clock in the morning, so I gotta start getting ready to do stuff but yeah um listen olivia uh if you do want to come on again i'd love to have you on as a guest um uh, in the future you know maybe as things continue with you know med school or uh, vet school and you want to update me that'd be fun little you know kind of updates we could get every now and again but otherwise yeah like 
thanks so much for taking the time for real. Of course. Thank you for having me. Um, just let me know. I'll let you know if I'm doing anything super cool. That yeah. I can talk. Keep about, me posted. Yeah. Keep me sure. posted. Yeah. Let's, um, but- let's talk. Definitely, definitely. And, um, you know, if because uh, I do have a studio here once things open back up, if you ever do come out to L.A., we could do like an actual like studio, like real, like, real <laughs> podcast podcast, not fucking, you know, on Discord. But for yeah, now, <laughs> this is a great one. But uh, right. thanks again, Olivia. And uh, yeah, have a, have a good rest of your day. No problem. Thank you. You as well. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. See ya. Yeah, that's.